there and welcome to Isometric, a gaming podcast from a different perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz and I am here with Head of Development at Giant Space Cap, Brianna Wu. How are you doing, Pri? God, no. <laughs> Why do humans have to be up this early? No one should have to be up at 11 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. This is late. I've been up since like 7 o'clock this morning. Yeah, Bright-eyed I'm Bush sorry. I'm, on far, I'm on Far Cry 4 time. So, you know, I was, I was up till 3.30 last night playing Far Cry. So, yeah, yeah, but I came in because that's my commitment to whatever. So, <laughs> what's crackalack? We also have assistant games editor at Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? I'm okay. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. I have to do the show and then make an apple pie immediately after the show. And then... Really? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get apples. all domestic? Oh, yeah. I make wow. a good apple pie. I make... It's going to be... It's going to be an apple raspberry pie, FYI. Oh, my God. I'm going to drink Soylent today and play <laughs> Far Cry. That's, <laughs> like that's, that's your life. Yeah. My life is yeah. going to be making a pie and then eating a turkey and a goose, apparently, because my brother-in-law is cooking a goose. And, really? Yeah, and a bunch huh. of other weird things. Are those hard to cook? <laughs> I don't know, but he's an experimental man with experimental tastes, so I'm excited to find out. Wow. Do you have a chef hat? I don't, but he probably does. I should get a chef hat. Can, can I make one out of something? I mean, I'm surprised that you don't have one for, like, cosplay at this point. Like, I've you know. never cosplayed a chef. <laughs> you should. Maybe you should. Maybe you should be, does like, I don't know. Does Mama have a chef's hat? I don't think she does. She could. No. She, I, don't think no. She, I don't think she does, though, Steve. And accuracy is paramount in cosplay. Anyway, go ahead. Continue does does Chef show. from Breaking Bad have a chef hat? I don't know. I don't watch that show. You could be the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Yeah. Also, it'd make you look taller, Maddie. Like, whatever. I hate you guys. (laughs) I'm leaving. Uh, We also have uh, a psychotherapist by day, uh, senior editor from imword.com by night, and queen of the hand turkeys all the time, Georgia Dow. (laughs) How you doing, Georgia? I've only done two hand turkeys ever. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I, I have God's um, alarm clock, children, so yeah, me I was too. already up. I actually wake up before them somehow, and then, you know, then they make sure that I'm awake. So <laughs> right. I, find, I find when you complain to parents about getting up at 10 o'clock, there's, <laughs> there's something less than empathy that, that happens. There, and I, there yeah. might be a little bit of anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I remember those days. Yeah, I remember those days, like, you know, like they were forever ago of when... 10 o'clock was late now i'm like i slept until 10 o'clock i'm like yay yeah i actually slept until 9 30 i was thrilled wow yeah Yeah. that's that's a that's a good that's a good night's sleep getting up so do you just not stay up really late playing video games anymore no you see that's my problem is that i'm a late i'm a night owl i'm not yeah me too me too so so i'm not like steve at five o'clock exercising that's not ever gonna happen yeah right right so i actually am am meant like i i will do both so i'll (laughs) game still late and then wake up really early because i have to and then try to i i sometimes push a nap in somewhere but you're surprisingly lucid. It's <laughs> <laughs> not saying. surprising. Georgia probably went to bed at 9 p.m. or something. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Never. I've never gone to bed at 9 yeah. p.m. I don't I do that. Either. I was watching Modern Family. I just started watching the show. Um, so we watched like uh, 10 of them in a row last night. So that was, they were really good. I really enjoyed the show. Yeah. I'll, first I'll, season's pretty good. I, I think they kind of. I kinda... watched some pieces all the way. As with all TV shows. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I see the kids. They were all different ages, so the, the show's been around forever. And oh, I you're just, tuning in now. Okay. Just now. This is the first time I've ever seen it ever. Yeah. So it, we watched just like it was a mishmash of different episodes. You know, I don't watch sitcoms anymore because I think the I, I feel like the the genre itself and the formula of sitcoms is a very dated concept. And I think it's something that worked in the 80s and 90s. But I think this, you know, set up a joke and canned applause thing. I, I just think it rarely works in 2014 because audiences are more sophisticated today. Well, I think yeah. a lot of them are like are kind of like semi-scripted now. Like Modern Family, I think, is kind of se- more semi-scripted than... Like they kind of set it up and then they let the they let the actors improvise some. Yeah, oh, cool. I, I prefer yeah. to watch Sailor Moon, which is a completely new show that's yeah. never been done, least of all in the yeah. 80s or 90s. <laughs> yeah. So, right. yeah. yeah, it's completely new and everything about it is fresh. It's a fresh idea. <laughs> oh, come on, Maddie. I no, mean, I, I know it. you I were a zygote. I, I know you were a zygote in I the 90s when that show came out. No, but, I wasn't. I, I was mean, watching it. I was watching really? it when I was younger than you, I guess. But I was watching it when I was on TV. Oh, my God. So so welcome to uh, This Week in Television. <laughs> <laughs> this is symmetric. We're just going to talk yeah. about shows. Yeah. Anyway, so I, we should probably talk about video games. What do you think? We probably should because it's going to be a short show. So yeah. Yeah, we need to a, pack the fun into a small space. Why is it going to be a, a short show? Why do you think it's going to be a short show? We're talking about Nintendo the whole time. Well, doesn't don't you guys have a time <laughs> limit? Because aren't your yeah. kids going to come busting in and being like, eh. I want to watch the parade with you, Dad they're, or Mom? They're afraid of me, Maddie. It's fine. They, don't, they actually I mean, have no interest have in the parade. I have no time limit on this show. Like the rest yeah. of my day is making a pie and then pretty much dropping it off at my parents' house whenever I want because they can deal with my <laughs> schedule. But yeah, so you guys, you guys, let us know when you have to go. Anyway, I have an appointment at twelve fifteen to take over some Far Cry outposts. So that's okay, a yeah, very yeah, important yeah. business meeting. <laughs> Absolutely, twelve fifteen yeah. it is. Yeah, there, are there turkeys in Far Cry? There, I, I know there's every there other. There were animal. cyber turkeys in Blood Dragon, if I remember correctly. Um, of course, yeah. there were. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. Anyway, so but one one quick bit of housekeeping before we get started. We are just starting to plan for the end of the year. Uh, so we're going to be doing our Game of the Year show uh, the week before the week of Christmas, I think is the way that it's it's looking out. But the week after that, what we'd like to do is kind of because everybody's going to be everywhere. We'd like to kind of put together a show with uh, your favorite moments from the past year. I love year. this idea. So if you can preferably email them to feedback at isometricshow.com. You can tweet them, but it's more likely they're going to get lost. So if you email them to feedback at isometricshow.com and let us know what episode, and if you can give timestamps, that's super helpful. And uh, we're going to try to put together kind of just your favorite moments or our favorite moments over the past year because, you know, there's been some in-jokes that some people have had trouble catching up with and going back to the the first episode and stuff like that. So We should probably also make that show have some of, like, just the like, you know, wiki of the show. So where yeah, does each piece yeah. come in? If anyone yeah. has links to that, yeah. that would yeah. be helpful so that one per- people can watch instead of, well, people may want to watch all the shows, um, which I think is awesome. But if you don't, you can just like have this little wiki episode that'll have all the inside stuff. And I just want to say to our listeners, yeah, just like, don't take it so seriously. Like Steve has a lot of free time. Just say like, look, that episode <laughs> where Steve derailed the show by talking on Nintendo and he will go through every show and find that for you. <laughs> you don't have don't, to time Don't, don't it. stress it. Steve is here to do that work for you. <laughs> yes. We all deserve a vacation, but Steve doesn't. So right. I would say make Steve's life harder. I'd say that. In fact, give him the wrong timestamp if you can. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Really confuse him. And, and if, 
If you don't know what a timestamp is, you just take a look at the show and then you look at what point in the recording that cool thing starts. And then you just tell Steve this episode and this time. So, And if, if where it ends, too, if you want to be super nice or if you want to be mean like uh, like Bri and Maddie, then don't. <laughs> We're horrible people. Yeah. You know, I'm used to it. I'm thankful for horribleness. Okay. So <laughs> I can provide that. <laughs> I know you can. The you're you're an endless part to that. Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> <laughs> so uh brie you had a, a bit of a exciting announcement this week you want to you want to talk about your new game that you're doing yeah so you know my friend anna mcgill is a longtime industry veteran and do you know people you meet and you're just like oh my god you're awesome i want to work with you like maddie like the first time i did a Aww. panel with you like you were on this list i was like i love maddie i want to work with her that's so, so sweet. yeah and you know anna like i clicked with her instantly and it was only a, a matter of time before i lured her into giant space cats she came to me a while back because she had been trying to pitch a game. You know, she'd taken it to different studios. And the basic idea with her game is, um, you know, women are 58% of readers. And women um, are very, very passionate about romance novels and stories and serials. And we tend to be a very involved fan community. So her idea is for someone to build a system kind of similar to Danganronpa uh, that allows you to have kind of a visual novel with gameplay elements. And then for her to write it and, and script it and to have gameplay sequences and to basically bring uh, interactive novels to iPhone and Android. So, um, you know, we looked at it. It's a very cost-efficient game to make. It's really exciting because once you built this this tool, then we can build some front and tools and release it to everybody, like license it out so everybody can make these kinds of games. So um, I'm really excited to be, you know, working with her on that, though, uh, you know, we're just in pre-production. Uh, you know, we also have Cupcake Crisis, which it's basically a game that tells young girls they can be engineers. We're actually working on that. So that's still coming out. Uh, I got a lot of questions about that. We actually got the prototype for that. And I will tell you, Maddie, like a while back, uh, you know, we had talked about kind of doing a, a brawler for some of the you know, women in the industry, like <laughs> yeah. doing her own brawler. And I could tell you, I talked to uh, Kate Leth, who, uh, you know, she's a, a very big female celebrity artist. Uh, she does a lot of Adventure Time comic books. Uh, and I was talking to her this week about possibly uh, bringing her on to do the design work and make it in her art style. So, you know, things are, things are very big and exciting at Giant Space Cat right now. I love the fact that you say at the end, you say we're hiring and we're looking for people willing to learn Unreal 4 along with us marketing professionals, 2D, 3D artists, mm -hmm. um, which is so cool because that's people that might be really good at their jobs but don't really know Unreal 4 and you're like, we'll, we'll work on it together. And that opens up the, the hiring process for people that don't already know. Yeah, I mean, can we talk about this for a second? Because my approach to hiring, I was talking to uh, Josh, who is, uh, you know, he was one of the principal people for Call of Duty. And he was talking about how, how hard it was for him to find female candidates for his, um, to work with on his team. Yeah. And I was talking to him and I started realizing that his hiring process is very different from mine. So he looks for a very 
formal resume with a formal degree, you know, like X number of years of experience. And I suppose if you're a AAA studio, that is a reasonable hiring process to have. But what I've found is, especially for a studio like Giant Space Cat, where we look to, you know, hire women and to promote women and to, frankly, build women leaders, a lot of women are, frankly, intimidated and bullied out of computer science. And, you know, that's just a statistical fact. So when I look for resumes, I don't look for you know, a long track record. I look for someone that is exciting, excited to learn new things and that shows a willingness to learn. Because the truth is nobody has Unreal 4 experience at this point. So like the ability to learn is the number one thing I look for. You know, I also look for the ability to work within a group. When you are developing a game, by definition, you are inventing something that has never been invented before. So that ability to improvise is really the most important thing, I feel. So, um, yeah, that's very much my, my attitude to hiring people. So you don't need full stack developers, in other words? No, no, we do not. We do not. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, what we're talking about is the... The engineering concerns for the title we're calling internally Project Coco, it's, it's rather minimal compared to the art concerns and the writing concerns. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but as always, I would rather bring someone into my company and like we did with Maria. You know, we brought her in. She didn't have any direct game development experience. And, you know, we gave her and just paid her for three months to sit there and learn Unreal 3 and to learn Unreal Script. That's so cool. Yeah, and we were rewarded with a just awesome, you know, lead engineer. So I just, I, I think I'm a big believer in building the talent you want to have. I love that. I think that that's yeah, wonderful. Too. And I yeah. think that that's going to open it up in a lot of people that would be like, I could be really amazing at this and would love to do it. That gives them that environment to be able to uh, start it up. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you don't know that you can do something until you're given an opportunity to try it. And Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Nice. And I just, you know, again, I think I think you can look at the industry right now and it's clear that the industry as it's operating currently, it is failing to hire women, you know, people of color. It, it's failing to hire minorities. It tends to hire the same thing over and over and over again. And what bothers me about the industry is they tend to blame women or minorities for not applying. It's my opinion that if you're not getting the outcome that you want, you need to look at the process. So, you know, we have a different process at Giant Space Cat. Cool. And I'm sure you'll have more to talk about as things get closer. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kind of, uh, it's very early in pre-production right now, so. All right, so uh, we're going to do another week of what we're playing. And since all the Nintendo games ever came out on Friday, that's uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about. This is I know everyone's been waiting for the show where I get to talk about Nintendo for yeah, six Yeah, we've hours, never so. done this before. We're finally going to do a I show know, where Steve been... talks about Nintendo. <laughs> Nobody knows what he thinks of it. I know. Not like I'm, you know, I don't say anything on Twitter about Nintendo ever. That's ever never. Here, so. No, this is not the Steve episode. <laughs> so, Matt, I, well, I'll defer to you, Maddie, on Smash Brothers, since you obviously have way more of the, um, and we wanted to talk about this last week, and then we got, we, we ended up talking about Dragon Age for a long time. And I think it's kind of, it's a little bit better for us to talk about it now, now that people have actually played it now. Whereas last week, it was just a little mean. <laughs> But only only while we were recording it, because none of you had played it yet, but I had. But by the time the episode was out, everybody had been playing it a bit. So I think people want to talk about yeah. it. I don't know. So it's a pretty good video game. 
<laughs> that's my opinion of it. I don't know. Where should I start with this? Just do tips and tricks. What's 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 different about this? Yeah. So what makes it what makes this a good Smash Brothers game yeah, versus because Brawl? I tried I tried Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which I thought sucked. And, um, you know, I tried to get into it, especially after we started doing the show together. I kept revisiting it and going, why do people like this? I don't understand. I got this game and for a reason I don't understand, I loved it instantly. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the controls were better and it was it. The high fighting game, like it it made more sense as a, a super street fighter like competitor um and i i freaking love this game like this is i would say this game moves faster over the weekend i went back and played brawl and i got project m finally it's wild that i never got it before now but i got it finally and installed it and played project m so project m for people who don't know is yeah it's a fan mod that you can implement in brawl that makes brawl a little more similar to melee and melee is the super smash game that came before brawl and it is still i think to this day considered the favorite although I think that the latest Smash may rise to prominence. Of course, there are people who prefer Brawl. What, there, there are these warring factions in the Super Smash community among who prefers which game because I would say unlike other fighting games, these games have some significant differences in play style. So there are still tournaments for Brawl. There are still tournaments for Melee. That will probably continue. It's not like Street Fighter where people really just continue to adapt to the new ones and there are some fandoms for older street fighters but i I wouldn't say it's quite the same as in smash where there really are equal numbers it seems of people who still enjoy melee and brawl so anyway um melee is still the favorite and i think that's because melee moves faster melee doesn't have the smash ball so there is less of an element of chance so you can turn off the items and then it's really just about the fighting and also melee doesn't have this tripping mechanic which brawl has brawl has sort of a randomized mechanic where a character can can trip and it is what it sounds like it's 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 a bad thing (laughs) (laughs) so your character will randomly fall over kind of yeah they'll sort of stagger it's like a stagger move but but it's not it's hard to predict. So so Smash often has these sort of unpredictable elements, which is part of why I like it, but it's also why many people don't like it because you're you always want to be able to control everything. But I think why I like it is actually for the same reason that Brie likes Peggle so much, which is that even an unskilled player can beat a skilled player at a Smash game if everything goes right for them because you can sort of use these different elements of luck to your advantage. However, the newest Smash has taken out tripping, and it's the Smash Ball is still there. There's still a ton of items. Obviously, you can turn that off if you want to learn. I think that's what you're doing, Bree. You were talking yeah. about items. Um, so you could just turn off the items if you really want to focus on the combat. But I would say it's faster. Something that Project M changed to Brawl was making it faster. And going back and playing Brawl, it felt so sluggish and clunky and slow to me in comparison to the newer Smash. So this Smash feels just intense and it's almost slippery and i like that feeling because i think it's exciting but i i mean you know it's an opinion thing some people are gonna like it some people aren't personally i think it's really good i'm really really enjoying it so maddie if i play the game and i work on should i how do i get really good because that's the thing see that's my question too yeah how (laughs) do i because i was playing with i was playing with the girls over the weekend and 
I so we got and we'll talk about the amiibo. I'm sure. Have you used the amiibos? We yeah, I mean, you did. Yeah. You wrote that whole yeah. Amiibos are really just there to look cute. Yeah. I don't think there's much to say about them. They're just toys. Well, no, there's yeah, so much to say. They're about it. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing way. there for competitive players. Last night, I decided my older daughter was at her grandparents. I was playing with one of the twins, and I'm like, okay, let's take the Pikachu amiibo out and let's try it out. So I put, <laughs> I go through the whole process, which is a, a, as Nintendo UI as you get to put the put the uh, the amiibo on, and then. I spent the next hour getting my butt handed to me by the amiibo. And it just, I got it up to level 30, which I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I have heard that the amiibos are good to practice on if you just want to get better because they're very, very difficult computer players. And yeah. the amiibos can learn different techniques. Just, I mean, it's an AI, so it's not going to be like a human player, but in some ways it'll be easier to play against than just practicing against the ai but i i don't know whether that's true honestly if you want to get good at fighting games you have to play other people because right. that's the only thing that matters but, and not but I, I have heard from some people <laughs> that playing against the amiibos can help you learn different techniques because the amiibos will do different kinds of techniques i've been very disappointed with the the amiibo implementation because i think like, when I buy a Disney Infinity character, I think there's value there, especially with Disney 2.0, as, you know, my yeah. Elsa is going to mm-hmm. have different abilities and skills than, you know, say, Steve, your daughter's Elsa. Yeah. You know, Same thing with Skylanders. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the Amiibo, I, I think it's, it's really bad implementation all the way over. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand, like, when I actually play Super Smash, why I can't play as my Amiibo. Um, yeah, that was confusing. At all. Yeah, it's can, really, really weird and yeah, bad yeah. that you can't, and it doesn't make any sense. I, I do like being able to. I've gotten really good uh, against Goth Samus, you know, which is the name <laughs> of my. I've Goth Peach and Goth Samus uh, <laughs> because, you know, like they're level 40 at this point. Yeah. So. Right. You know, playing and playing and playing them, I I think that's helpful. But I I just think I, I I've seen how other games have done this this you know toy implementation, and I I think it's just frankly the worst I've ever seen. I agree with that, and I think it's a real missed opportunity for Nintendo. And like look at look at how it unlocks things in a uh, Mario Kart. It doesn't even unlock anything for that character in Mario Kart. It unlocks costumes for your me. It, it's just yeah. truly bizarre. The whole thing with NFC, and, and this is the same thing with like if you use and Skylanders is the same way as Disney Infinity. You put it tells you to put it on the thing. You put it on the thing, and you're done. You don't have to go through like 16 different screens and. Oh, do you want to make sure to save your amiibo before you leave and then right. go out into another? Well, that's a UI you know. issue. It's, it's mean, a total UI issue, but this I is agree. a kid I thing. Completely you know agree. what I mean? The UI in this game is very confusing, and yeah. the amiibo is no exception. It's one of the worst elements. And there have been times when I've had to rescan and rescan the amiibo, and it'll yep. give me errors, and then yep. I have to redo it, and I'm like, do I even care this much? I don't. We should also explain for people who have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, amiibos are toys they are real life toys that you can buy in the real world and <laughs> then you put this little toy onto a certain part of your wii u gamepad and then the gamepad scans it in and then it becomes a character in the game and they're like small little figurines yeah, yeah they're figurines they're real figurines i i keep having to explain this to people because they keep not getting it because actually <laughs> even though skylanders and disney infinity seem 
familiar to us. There are plenty of people who have no idea those games exist and don't even know that there are games that have physical toys that you scan into a virtual world and then you play as the toy. That is already something that existed before. But amiibos aren't even that because you can't play as the amiibo. So really, I'm just thinking of the amiibos as cute little figurines that I can buy and put on a shelf because I think they look cute. But that's the only purpose that they serve. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I chose them was which ones do my daughters want? And which ones do right. they, my yeah. daughters want to have toys of? And then and a Pikachu for me to have in my office. And that's pretty much. They are really cute. Yeah, I'll probably get a Mega Man <laughs> when it comes out just to have a little Mega Man figure to go in my collection. Yeah, and that's, they're, that's they're very well done. Um, I think for me, often I will buy things not because I want to play them, but for like industry literacy. Right. And for me personally, like Steve, way back when you're like, Bree, try Disney Infinity. Um, you know, the reason I've been looking into these is because I think – uh, with iBeacon implementation, I think for iOS developers on mobile, there are possibilities for toys there. And you know, we at Giant Space Cat have looked at having figures printed in China and you know embedding iBeacons in them. And it's it's a co- it's very feasible from a cost point of view. So I think you have to look at what kinds of games do this right versus what does it wrong. And I actually think when you see when you see someone doing something wrong, I think it's actually more helpful. And I yeah. think the central problem with Nintendo's Amiibo, Amiibo implementation is you don't get to be that character. Like the mm-hmm. fun yeah. of a toy fundamentally, like I remember when I was a child and, you know, I'd pick up like gem dolls and I would imagine myself as gem. Like I think the fun is you're imagining yourself as Elsa or you know, Gamora or it's like you become your toy. And I think having the toy be something you fight in Super Smash is a fundamental disconnect in what you enjoy. I also think, you know, I've said many times that I think if I only got one new console this generation, I think the value is best for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nintendo does a really great product, and I think at its core, Super Mario 3D Land, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart have have never been better games. But what is truly disturbing to me is to see just how bad the UI is oh, yeah. for Nintendo this generation. Um, yeah. Like the Amiibo implementation is crap. And the UI in Mario Kart is crap. I mean, like press yeah. one button to bring up stats for your items. And it's it's like Nintendo's game design team has got it. But all this stuff surrounding it, like back end and, you know, UI and all these other things, they're just off and they're mm-hmm. failing so so maddie what i was wanting to ask you is that i don't i don't play smash and i actually find it a little bit intimidating because there's a lot of stuff moving around it's mm-hmm. going really fast and there's people that have played this forever and so i'm like how am i yeah. ever gonna catch up in comparison like to anyone else fighting game problem right, right? like every time you want to learn everybody else is already really good and it's moving really fast and nobody wants to teach you so what i want right. to know <laughs> is yeah. what is the best, fastest way for me <laughs> to get good, good enough, like, I mean, like, good enough so that I could win, maybe. I would say, I would say probably cocaine. Have you no. thought about that? <laughs> uh, so, like, probably a lot of coke and then just stay up, I'd say, and just really drill it. 
because then then you really there is no fast way is is yeah. the answer that you're not gonna like. There is no fastest way to. I get don't good like at that. I don't game. like that answer, I'm Maddie. Sorry, there has but to you be. You gotta do the work. I'm sorry. But do I play one character? Say I pick like yes. Mega Man. Okay, wait, mm-hmm. wait. I okay. So say that I play um, as Mega Man, and then <laughs> that's for Charles. Um, and then I pick him. And then do I play just as him the entire time yes. to get good and understand him? Or should I have a little bit of knowledge in many characters? No. So I've, I've learned a lot of fighting games uh, because I, fighting games are one of my favorite genres. When I pick up a new fighting game, like I'm learning Smash right now, I do what you call you main a character. So I'll go through the entire roster and I'll try to find a character that fits well with my my. my playing style. I tend to like players that can control a lot of space, uh, which is why for Super Street Fighter, you know, Jury is my favorite character. She controls a lot of space vertically and horizontally. So she she controls the pace of a match. Um, so find one character that you like and just keep playing that character. It's what you call butt in chair time. <laughs> like there's, there's, no, there's no substitute for it to learn yep. a skill. And you've just got to keep playing people. Um, like this weekend, I am going to lose a ton to Maddie, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to win. I mean, I'm going to get better. Right. Right. Because the only way to get better at, unfortunately, fighting games is to play people better than you. Definitely. Because you don't, I don't learn anything with all respect to my husband playing my husband at fighting games because yeah. I just kick his butt Poor every time. Frank. You know, Poor Frank takes yeah. a hit yeah. almost every second show. Oh, <laughs> I love him. He's a great. I love. He's awesome. So, he's absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, Maddie, what character would be a good beginning character? Because um, for okay. me, well, some the, moves the, are really difficult for me to master versus others. So I like to feel efficient in a character. So who would you recommend for someone, one of our audience members, they want to get into Smash. They've heard you sp- talking about it. Right. You know, you guys um, are all going to be playing, having a blast. I, a lot of people would say Star Fox. Personally, I would say Samus. I know that sounds like hmm. a joke because <laughs> everybody knows I love Samus. Maddie. But honestly, I to me, she has everything. She has the move where she turns into a ball and can throw bombs so she's got a bomb attack she's got a long distance shot she that can charge up or just be a weaker shot so so, so she's got like distance and she can also move very quickly in various ways depending on what moves you pick and i would say her recovery moves are relatively easy to understand she's right. not like kirby or or a character where there are multiple recovery moves that are that are kind of tricky like some of kirby's recoveries can make him go shooting all the way down and die so you have to be pretty good with kirby to understand how to use those um or you can just use his little inhale air and jump up recovery which is easier to use but but if you weren't familiar with kirby you might not know that samus is pretty straightforward so i would recommend samus or Star Fox, if you want something even more basic. Mega Man might be a good option. Steve, I think you're playing as Mega Man. Uh, no, I'm not. I don't like Mega Man, actually. Oh, really? Okay. I'm not as into yeah. him. I play him, and I'm like, I'd rather be playing Samus right now. That's yeah. how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to be playing as Mega Man, because I love Mega Man, but I can't, I can't dig his character. I've actually been... I, I mean, I like Pikachu. I think Pikachu is also a, a pretty good starter character. Pikachu has a completely different feel, but... He is still a really great character. And I I think part of why I like those characters, though, is because I've been playing the entire time. So to me, I'm like, this is familiar because I remember playing as Pikachu in the first one. I remember playing as Samus, you know, for a very, very long time. So to me, they feel more familiar. So that might be biasing me. 
Say, yeah, somebody in the chat is suggesting Link. Similar reason, though. Link has been there the whole time. So I I feel like those characters are familiar to me. But, but I mean, Brie has been starting out, and she's playing with Rosalina, right, Brie? Yeah. And that's a yeah. completely new character this game. But to her, Rosalina feels more accessible. Why so, did you choose her, Brie? Because um, she controls a lot of space. Okay. Her She has one very strong move where you—, you so. Rosalina is what you call a puppet character, so she controls a second character along with her. So if you press B, it will summon Luma to you. If you hold down B, you'll charge B, and it will it will fire across. So on any board where you can kind of establish some space uh, away from people, you can you can use that to keep players away. And um, it's 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 just something that feels very natural to me. I tend to like um, Hadouken characters. You know, people with a fireball or an right. easy-to-use range. Right, or like a charge range. beam. Or, yeah, yeah, or a charge beam. It's a hard thing to explain, Georgia. Yeah. It's like you, you play at the character and you just get them. Right. Like, I felt that way with Cammy instantly. I felt that way with Poison instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Manny, I'm sorry, I completely disagree with you. I think <laughs> Samus feels... She's very hard. I find her to be a difficult character to yeah, draw I don't intuitively. At all. I yeah. immediately understand Sam. But you're also you also play a lot of fighting games, whereas yeah. Georgia Georgia and I don't. But it's so. not that because both Bree and I play a lot of fighting games, but yeah. we don't necessarily pick the same yeah. characters. I really think it's like a personality thing almost. It's what makes sense to you to do in the fight. And if you play as a character and it doesn't make sense to you, like I tried to play Rosalina and I could not understand her at all. Mm. I just couldn't get it. And I've never been, I, I've tried her again and again and I don't get it. And I watch people tearing up the floor with her and I'm like, that's awesome. I don't get how to play as her. Sorry. <laughs> so, but I mean, there are other new characters in this game that I'm really enjoying. Like I like the Pac-Man. Yeah, I like Pac-Man a lot. I think he's really fun. And I love the Zero Suit Samus that they've made for this version of the game. She kind of reminds me of Poison a little bit. And it it's awesome. So, I mean, I it's not a new character problem. Obviously, I like playing the characters that I played yeah. forever, like Pikachu. But I still like the new characters. But but I don't like all of them. And it's a style choice. Oh, somebody's mentioning Robin in the chat. Robin's awesome. Yeah, I actually just played as I just played as Robin for the first time last night. And that was and that was actually a pretty good experience. Yeah, Robin is so good. Yeah, and Lucina's awesome. I there there are some really really cool new characters in this game. Yeah, I mean I've been I've been I think George you were asking me who I was playing as, but yeah. I, I've been gravitating towards Bowser a lot because Bowser's OP. Well, okay. he is <laughs> very OP. Okay. But the problem is that I'm not good at the game. So if I'm gonna make a hit, if I'm gonna hit somebody, I need it to count. <laughs> So it's right. That's it's, a great right. point. That's a good I point. Donkey Kong for the same reason. I've, and I've like, and I've always gravitated when when I have played fighting games. I've always gravitated towards those types of characters. Like I always played as Hulk in Marvel versus Capcom too. Mm-hmm. I love like ones that, that game, do yeah. big damage. Right, because I know I'm not going to land a lot of hits. So I need when I do land when I do land a hit, I need it to to do a lot of damage to have a chance. Right, and it doesn't right. take a lot of fast movement actions in order to get away and survive or right. make movements there. You can exactly. pretty much just take. You need to be a little bit more strategic because those those moves generally have a lot of wind-up time right and so you're leaving yourself open that might help you georgia if you feel like the game's moving really fast you could play as a slower character like ganondorf or donkey kong or bowser and then you would feel like you had some control however Mm. those characters are slower and can be killed more easily for that reason because the reaction time is slow but i i don't know i I like ganondorf still but i'm not like ganondorf too i mean those types of characters who i like yeah 
I, I actually, I would really appreciate if I could ask you a few technical questions, Manny, that I was saving for the show today. Can you, can, can we have like a technical? I hopefully can answer them. So, so <laughs> what I don't understand about the game is, okay, so, so what, the goal is to knock someone, well, the goal is to get a point by either draining someone's HP or knocking them off the board. So if I knock someone off the board and they recover and they're coming up to the edge, what general game do I want to be thinking about as they're on the edge to kind of keep them knocked, knocked back? What do I need okay. to be thinking about? So yeah. at that point, you got to be doing a smash attack because if you're knocking somebody off and they're continuing to recover, the only way for you to make sure they're going to be knocked off is to do a super powerful attack, which in this case is the smash attack. Okay. And I was explaining this a little bit on Twitter before and because some other people had agreed with me that it was harder in this game i would say the 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 towards the side facing smash is more difficult to execute in this game in previous games you would press towards an a at the same exact time and you would you would perform that smash attack and you could do up an a to do the up version of it and down an a to do the down version of that powerful attack but in this game you have to press the towards button a little bit before a and then you will execute the smash attack I went back in Brawl, and you definitely press them at the same time. But in this game, you press towards a little bit before. So I would say practice that. Um, you might be asking what to do when somebody is hanging off the edge. Yeah, coming up on yep. the edge, any of that, um, to control that the space. That is really yeah. tricky because that is part of what makes the game good for somebody who's recovering because when you are hanging off the edge people really can't attack you there is no yeah. stomp on their hands yeah. <laughs> mechanic there's no move for that so there are a couple climbing. of moves that will hurt somebody who's hanging on an edge though yeah. right like doesn't pikachu's energy blast like hurt That's somebody right. pikachu has the he has that and he also has that uh lightning bolt that if you press b the lightning bolt continues to coil all the way around right so that one will work. There, there are some characters that have distance shots that will curve like that. I think Pikachu is the only yeah, one. But, but I that's bet rare. There, I bet there's somebody else. But if you're not playing as Pikachu, most of the time there's really nothing you can do until they're back up on the actual stage. But that's kind of good for the other player. And it's good for you to keep in mind when you're recovering. If you're hanging off the edge there, even though it looks dangerous, in some ways you're kind of safe there. So that's not that's a good and a bad thing. But um once that character is back, if they have a really, really high damage percentage, you need to hit them with smash attack because as soon as they are hit with that smash, it's like an instant KO most of the time. So yeah, yeah. basically the smash attacks can also be charged up. So, but then they're slower, obviously, because you're, you're spending some time charging them. But the longer you have to charge them, the more likely it is that you will knock somebody off. So, so you, you have to compromise time there. And if somebody sees you charging a smash attack, then they will leave. But because the game has multiple players, you can sort of sneak up on somebody and do a smash attack. Like if they're busy focusing on somebody in front of them, you can hit them in the back and be a total jerk like me. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, sometimes people don't notice that you're charging up. So, so if somebody recovers and they think they're safe, I usually let them think that they're safe. I let them recover and then I just keep an eye on them. And then like a second later, I come up and attack them. Like, okay. I act like I'm not interested, and then I come back around and attack. <laughs> I like that strategy. But, but you need to get the smash move down. Yeah, you have to get the smash attack down, because it's the most important move in the game. So this is why I fundamentally, like, Georgia, you're asking for newbie tips. Yeah. So what I fundamentally did not understand is <clears throat> what Maddie's talking about. 
Because, um, like, there's a previous episode of Isometric called Sea Stick is for Cheaters. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't understand that until I started trying. Okay, yeah, no, we have to. Can I interrupt you again? I'm sorry. So we have to talk about this. So the yeah. C Stick will let you perform a smash attack, but it will not let you perform the best possible version of the smash attack because you cannot charge the C-stick and you have very little control over how powerful it is as a result. So you can perform a smash attack with the C-stick, but it's not going to be the smash attack that actually works as well or that you have as much control over as if you actually master the towards an A or the up and A or the down and A versions of the smash. So you really want to get good at that version of the smash attack if you can. If you can't, it's okay to use the c-stick if you're a beginner but relying on it forever you're just never going to be able to be a good player because that player is going to know how to charge the smash yeah and i have to say like i what i find frustrating about smash is there's not really documentation that comes with the game in the same way or maybe there is and i just didn't find it so i think it's i mean it's not great yeah Yeah. but if you let if you let like the title screen go it goes through a whole like how to play tutorial video Sure. It does. So what what I was saying was I I I found it very frustrating that I kept playing the game and trying to, you know, A B towards B up B and I wasn't getting anywhere. Yeah. Once Maddie told me that it was just flick forward and then immediately hit you know B for this entire repertoire of very powerful moves. That is the moment that I started to get super mm. smash. And that is the part that I started to be able to compete with that game. So um, I like Rosalina has this galaxy move and it's awesome because she can charge and then hit people with the galaxy. And if you're not, I didn't know that about the game for so long. And now that I know that that was the point that super smash clicked for me. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. It's like, it's like the special moves in street fighter. It's like step zero is knowing that they exist. Step one is knowing how to executing them. And then step two is knowing when when to to execute execute them them and how to counteract other people doing them. I mean, it just starts to get more and more complicated at that point. But I mean, I would say the moves in Smash are relatively easy to execute. Like there, there's no, you don't have to learn quarter circles. You don't have to learn Z moves. Yeah, It's just towards and against and up and down. That's it. But that's, it's when you use them and how you use them and also really mastering those different recovery moves according to which character you pick. Because like I was saying, every character has a slightly different style of recovery move. So you have to learn, can I recover from this or not? And what direction am I going to go when I recover so that I can get back to the stage? And, and the thing that helped me a lot with that is I think it's still, I haven't played it yet. There's a hit the targets mode in, in this version, right? Yes, there yeah. is. That's really good for learning how to use how and when to use the moves because what happens is that they put each character into a stage and you have to use the moves correctly mm-hmm. in order to hit all the targets going through the thing in, in, in yeah, the amount of time. You're basically on sort of a final destination stage and then there are just boxes falling from the sky like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of boxes falling on every level of the stage and you have to break all the boxes so you have to use smash attacks you have to try to use moves that span a huge amount of space like Sheik has that move where she's kicking and swirling into the air like a rocket that one's really good for breaking many many boxes in a row and also on a stage it's good for hitting multiple characters at once in like two birds with one stone situation so you learn that from breaking multiple boxes you look at that move and you're like oh that's really powerful I'm going to use that in game 
But yeah, I didn't even really think about that, Steve, as a, as a training tool. But that's a really, really great point. I just think that I just think that mode's really fun. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was playing through event mode, too, the other day. And that's also really good for kind of I mean, that's not as good as a training tool. But it throws you into different scenarios and makes you think about how to use the characters a different way. And it also forces you to use characters who you haven't Absolutely. used. Absolutely, which is actually really important in this game because every yeah. character is similar on their face, seems to have the exact same moveset, but all those moves behave differently and the recovery moves are differently. So, yeah. Oh. Cool. Oh, we're, we're getting real-time real time feedback from the chat room that uh, Shaden79 is telling us that the C-Stick does allow you to charge. In we'll this game. see. I'll, <laughs> I don't use that thing. <laughs> I do the real smash attack. I just don't trust the C-Stick. Even if it does allow you to charge, I, I'd prefer to do it the real way at this point. Yeah. So, okay. Maddie, I will play you in Smash Brothers. I will lose. I hope you'll yeah. answer all my questions on Sunday. But I would really also like to bring, I'm bringing Ultra Street Fighter in my, contro- so, my controller. Yeah. And then so. you can increase your self-esteem by kicking well, my Well, no, butt. no, no. Yeah. I, yeah, I've never played you. You could be better than me. No, I don't, I'm not. I don't I know. I promise I'm not. I'll See, bring my fight stick. Why does everyone assume I'm so great? Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe I you're better I think you than have me. been yeah. playing Street Fighter for longer than I have. I, I mean, I almost know that you have. So I just, I bet you're going to be good compared okay. to me but you can both beat up on me if that'll make you feel better yeah, yeah it will. sure it will. It will. georgie i'm so sorry you're not going to be there this sunday i am That's so, so sad. sad maybe that would have been the week that i should have come down but unfortunately i i it would not have worked because i'm in washington so that's oh. okay we'll, we'll do it another time oh yeah for sure you guys are gonna have you're yeah. gonna have to have extra fun just for me and make one panda reference at some point that's it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about live streaming it on isometric.tv. So Do you have a do you have a thing to yep. hook up to the Wii U for that? Yep. Okay. Maybe we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can talk about Pokemon quickly. I don't think there's a ton to talk about, but I, I'm Yeah. I, I well I played like seven or eight hours of it over yeah, the last same. few days. So same. It, it's um It's the same. It, well, <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, well the the thing of it is because we had this conversation on Twitter too, where because you're and you're me and i was thinking a lot about our conversation that we just had about far cry as i was playing this game and i i kind of came to the conclusion well first of all the thing is that it's the same for the beginning and these games tend and this has been the case for every pokemon game that the first like seven eight ten hours is pretty similar and it doesn't really start to diverge until like you get through four or five gym battles and that's when the story really starts to kick in. Like I noticed the story with I got I got um, Alpha Sapphire, Maureen got uh, Omega Ruby. But so I noticed that the story with Team Aqua, who's the the adversary, there's Team Aqua in Alpha Sapphire and there's Team Magma in Omega Ruby, who are like the the Team Rocket of this of this game. If you're familiar with the Pokemon, you know, if you're not Laura familiar, because I don't play Pokemon either. What is the point of all of this? <laughs> what is the point to all of this that's a I great know you're question collecting pokemon but so I'm like... the point of every pokemon game okay. is basically that you are a kid who is uh put into some sort of a situation in this in this game you're um you're a kid whose father is a gym leader and you just moved to town and then you come across the professor who gives you a Pokemon and gives you a, what's called a Pokedex, which is basically like a list of all the Pokemon. And he okay. asks you to go do research for him. So he wants you to go and find all the Pokemon. So through doing this, you travel out of your town. You collect. You, he gives you your first Pokemon, um, a starter Pokemon. 
uh, which is always a fire type, a grass type, or a water type. And then you go out and you catch more Pokemon, work your way through the other towns in the area, and then challenge gym gym leaders to get gym badges and eventually go to battle the Elite Four to become the Pokemon champion. And along the way, there's an adversarial group who's trying to destroy the world uh, through whatever means. In this case, it's either Team Magma or Team Aqua. And then you end up, as, through your travels, encountering them and having to defeat them and keep them from destroying the world so you can become the Pokemon Master. Huh. Now, do you ever actually catch them all? You can, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can. You if totally crazy. can. You've yeah. got I mean, to. There was, yeah, there was actually, well, there was actually one, I think it was Diamond and Pearl, there was one game where you had to catch all 150 before it would unlock the area where you could find all the Pokemon from the other games. Ooh, the original like 150? That. No, the the 150 that were in Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, whatever. And then you had to catch Those all of them. Those are the real 150 Pokemon. Yeah, no. And we all know that. <laughs> but so so what happens is that these games are all kind of – because they, they, they're all standalone and they're all intended for kids – to be able to play them. So they they lead you in really, really slowly. And every game is the same for the first few hours where you get the Pokemon, you start catching some normal types, you go to the first town, you go through the first gym battle, and then eventually the story starts unfolding. But it takes a really long time, especially if you're taking the time to kind of explore the world and see what's around and try to catch good Pokemon and stuff like that. So, Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just learned something awesome in Evil. So if I go to eBay, like I talked on the show a while back about how my um, 3DS was lost at PAX Prime this year. Yeah. And I lost my copy of Pokemon with everything on it. So I can just go buy on eBay a copy of Pokemon X with all 719 Pokemon on it. And then I can transfer that into my new alpha game, correct? Or is that incorrect? Yeah, there's actually even a um, there's an app on the 3DS called the Pokemon Bank that you can pay some amount of money for. But isn't that part of the fun, though, is like finding like it's like almost like when people buy it's it gives you the same feeling yeah. as buying the deck of cards, right? Exactly. You, you buy a deck card. You don't know which cards are there and you want one of the good ones. And when you get it, you get this huge dopamine high, which floods your system with dopamine, makes you feel really, really good because you've you've gotten something that's rare and difficult. Yeah. It depends no? on what your point is for the game. If you just want to, you know, destroy Pokemon, then you know then that and and there are some people who play competitively and they need those pokemon and it takes a long time to build the pokemon team up to like level 100 to be able to be competitive oh i get that so then if you've lost i totally get how losing your game Bree, that you already got a whole bunch of people is that must be horrible especially if you've gotten them to a high level i, I was very frustrated no, and there sure. are some pokemon that you get attached to and you want you the point is that you are allowed to bring them into other games oh wow um so yeah, and you can name them and stuff yeah. oh and, i love oh. that so they're like little pets yeah, you can treat them like little pets, but if I would say if you're a competitive player, then maybe you yeah. just see them all as it's like little a Tamagotchi doing little, your bidding, little chess pieces. <laughs> I loved. Yeah. I had a little Tamagotchi. Those things were awesome. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's like an area in one of the big cities where you can go enter Pokemon contests and you can dress them up and you can put them in outfits and you can feed them. <laughs> yeah, there's really something uh, for oh, everybody so in Pokemon cute. at this point because there's that element to it, yeah. but there's also like a heavy strategic element if you're that kind of right. player. And, and I do like the new mechanic where they will show you Pokemon like rare and powerful, not more powerful Pokemon that are kind of hiding in the woods and they'll like be kind of be poking up a little bit and you have to sneak up on them 
using the the analog stick like you have to walk really slowly and then sneak up on them and then you can catch them and they usually have an extra powerful move Ooh. and i really like that a lot i like that because that fits with my shadow of mortar strategy <laughs> i could see you georgia playing sh- playing pokemon like shadow of Mortar. Right, that's right, awesome exactly. you know fundamentally it is the same game and, and i'm okay with that because this is like comfort food to me right done mm-hmm. yeah. right, right. You know, i just caught all 719 pokemon <laughs> Wow, that was really Rhea fast. Is a I know. Pokemon master. I know. I know. This is what's great about being an adult with a job. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. I, I guess I'd say this. Um, I, I, I got Pokemon X because I'd never beaten a Pokemon before. Yeah. And I was, when I, when I played the first Pokemon back, when did it come out? Was it the 90s, like on Game Boy? The, the it, Pokemon it, Pokemon Red and Blue, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. like 96 or 97, something okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was very disappointed with it because it felt like a, a game for children. Yeah, you know, and it which was. It, which it was. You know, it, it seemed very <laughs> simple, uh, especially I compared to... I loved it because to, I was a child. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. But that was also the same era. Good. I mean, it's also served really well as a good, you know, starting point for kids who weren't ready for something like Final Final Fantasy to get right, into JRPGs right. too. Final Fantasy Tactics was out at that time. I, I, I didn't loved get that into game. It when, that was a good oh game. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Oh. So when I started playing Pokemon X, I I was I found myself genuinely getting into the series because I thought I thought it had depth and I thought the the graphics had hit a point of sophistication where I felt immersed in the world for the first time, and I, I really liked that. What I've been frustrated about with this Pokemon is, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm aware that every single game starts off with the plot you're describing, Steve, yeah. but it felt so amazingly recycled. And it actually, is. it felt like a step backwards. Let me give you an example you didn't talk about, which is for Pokemon X, you can create your own Pokemon trainer. Um, right. And I don't know if that mechanic is going to show up later, but I think it's I think it's a real failure of this game that let's say if I'm someone other than a blonde haired, blue eyed girl and I want to create my own Pokemon trainer. Well, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that's a real failure. And that I was really surprising cool. that they left that out because they brought so much over from Pokemon X. And, mm-hmm. and that was surprising that they I was surprised by that, too. And I would this is like we talked about, uh, you know, everything that I was thinking about this game, like where, everything we we're talking about last week. When I, like this is the kind of game where I would probably take the time to build to, to spend some time with the character creator. Right. Oh, wow. Well, it's just I, I think that's a step backwards. I think narratively it's a little stronger. I also think the the Pokemon for the first five hours of the game you play are immensely better designed than the ones from, um, you know, uh, the first few hours of Pokemon X. Like, uh, oh, God, what is it? It's uh, like uh, the raccoon. Zigzagoon? It's, yeah, Zigzagoon. It is, that is the cutest Pokemon I think I've ever seen. So I I like that, but I'm deeply frustrated with just how much it's recycled. I I think this is where, you know, Stevie and I kind of have a a religious difference with Nintendo because I think, I think, (laughs) and I I use that in the second meaning of the word. I know, I know, I know. I I know what you're getting at. I'm not offended. They they just hold themselves to such low standards when it comes to innovation. And I just, I, I... it's just unforgivable just how recycled this game is. I mean, I, let's let's point this out. This is a remake. 
Yeah. So, I mean, for part of it, it is a remake. And so they're bringing an older game up to speed, which is why it was a year turnaround from when they came out with Pokemon X and Pokemon Y Mm -hmm. to this. I mean, they didn't they didn't have to write a new story. They didn't have to create new Pokemon. This the games that and I've never really spent a lot of time. with. This is the first time I've spent time with the remake for this reason. Um, But they are usually just kind of taking an older game and bringing it. It's almost more like an expansion than anything else. And and it's if you're not nor, used to this release cycle, then yeah, you're going to be disappointed. But the the idea is that it's more like looking at something like going from StarCraft II: Wings of Liberty to StarCraft II: Heart of the Swarm, less than going from StarCraft to StarCraft II. If that Steve, makes sense. the difference is for even a game like Far Cry Three to Far Cry Four, the technical expertise and development work that it took to develop Far Cry 4 versus Far Cry 3, I'm disappointed with the innovation, but I at least understand the development and 3D limitations and scripting limitations that make it that way. I'm sorry, it's complete BS. Like, this game has no... It, the technical differences in development time that this, this cost, for at least what I've seen, the development time's not writing the freaking script. Like, that's... Anyone right. can do that over a year. It's actually sitting down and programming the thing and building the new systems. And it's it's so recycled that I I would argue there is practically no value in this game. And maybe I'll get to the later game and it will be there. But I'm sorry, like changing some buildings around. I mean, it's it's, yeah. you know, modeling a few new Pokemon, like substituting some ASCII text as, as far as a, a script. It's it's pathetic. And and this, again, is the same problem I see over and over with Nintendo. They hold themselves to the lowest standards of anyone in the industry when it comes to innovation or the willingness to think outside the box or just the willingness to respect the consumers by upgrading a product. It just ain't there. That's a fact. And you can see it with Super Smash. The new Super Smash, I do see... A lot of new characters. I see lovingly created backgrounds. I see them trying to innovate with different modes versus brawl. I can see the speed of the gameplay brought up. You can read about the the moves lists that they've changed online. I see care, attention to detail, and that's why that game has been in development for so many years. That is an acceptable value for the player. But Nintendo holds itself to the lowest standards of anyone in the industry by far. And I just I find it unacceptable. Well, I think part of it is, too, that they have to keep the trains running and they this is something that would be easy for them to put out and make some money where they do to have something like Smash Brothers and Mario Kart that took a long time in development that they needed to be able to supplement. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they did their they did their points of developing and, and innovating when their company was an up and a starter. And they they did come out with some really cool, awesome, iconic games that now they can they can pretty much run on. And I think that that's what happens with a lot of companies. They, they start off by innovating, and they're the bridge runner, and they're the ones that are going to be the rebels. And then once you are a really well-established company, taking risks is more of a risk than a gain versus when you yeah. first start off. Yeah. And you really have to be become the one that's going to be known, and you have to do something different so that you're noticed. Um, Georgia, that's why we will always keep GSX at, you know, under 30 people. Yeah, it doesn't matter how successful we yeah, are, yeah. how how big we get. I I just think when you yeah. grow past a certain size, I, I think what happens is as soon as you have to have an HR department, 
I think HR inevitably brings a huge amount of political BS into any organization. And I think the second you get to a point where you have to have middle managers and you don't know everyone you're working with, I think that's when this bureaucracy will creep into any human organization. And I think that's where it stops. And that's why, like for us, we're choosing to stay at a certain size because I just, I, I, I would never want to have a job where I was doing, I was holding myself to the low standards that Pokemon is willing to hold itself to. And, yeah, I just, I think it's a shame. I think this is what happened to Ubisoft. This is what we were talking about last episode. Right, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I think that if Nintendo wasn't allergic to DLC, then this would be like an expansion pack or something like that. I mean, that's the problem is that they don't understand how to do that. And I think that if they were to do something like you know, a, a more expensive, like what they did with Infamous, Infamous uh, Second Son, like that expansion pack. I think that that if they had released that for, you know, as a $30 expansion or a $25 expansion, I think that would have been a little bit different than releasing it as a full standalone game, because that's yeah. basically what it is, is it, it this is this is a full price expansion to Pokemon X. Yeah. And, and I I mean, this is in the same way that the old PC expansions were like the expansions for Diablo 2 and, you know, Warcraft 3 or whatever that that they added another story and they added a few more features on top of the existing on top of the existing engine. And that's really what this is. The problem is that Nintendo doesn't understand how to sell things that way, so they have to sell it as a full time, as a as a full price game. I have one hmm. more thing to say about this, and we can move on. Okay. But yeah, you just said that Nintendo was allergic to DLC, and I I'm sorry, Steve. That is a that is not true. This generation, people blasted the Xbox last generation for having ads, the most egregious, blatant, obnoxious horrible, intrusive, gameplay-destroying ads and forced DLC on players is currently with Nintendo. I cannot turn on my Wii U without getting a stupid freaking ad for the BS upgrades every time I turn it on, on the home screen of my controllers, right there. Before the thing boots up, I'm even staring at an ad on my game on my Wii U controller. It is obnoxious. If you look at the sell-up, that they are taking for games like Mario Golf on 3DS. It's horrible. They sold me $30. Like, sometimes I buy stuff just to find out how bad it They're is. They're selling stuff in Mario Golf? And the Mario Golf Tudstool Tour or whatever it is, they, they, they sold me an upgrade pack for it. I think I paid $30 for it. And it took me, like, months to even get the content that I paid for. They did the same thing huh. with Mario Kart. They sold you two upgrade packs with different characters and and, and items and, and things like that, new tracks. They tacked it onto the end of the star thing in a frankly unbelievably obnoxious move. And I'm sorry, like if you think about horrible, cheap, intrusive, like sell extra content stuff, Nintendo is currently the worst, yeah. most egregious, overpriced, deliver less, charge more than anyone else offender in the industry. And I, I, I sense a little bit of anger from you, Bree, about this. <laughs> I, I, I'm very, it really upsets me. It upsets me. It yeah. bothered me when I bought my Xbox 360 and Microsoft made the UI worse to give me ads. Yeah. That pissed me off. But when Nintendo takes it a step farther and they 
They choose. They make a choice with their product to have a slow, crappy controller. I mean, a slow, crappy processor with a slow, horrible interface. And then, like, they lie to the consumers and they say, don't worry, a patch is coming to speed it up later. A patch is coming to speed it up later. That doesn't happen. It doesn't speed it up. And what did they do instead? They add an, an extra layer of slowness on top of it to make me have to page through ads on my Wii U as I boot it up. It is it is offensive to me. You know, like we're giving Nintendo a lot of love, but there's yeah. a lot of crap to call. No, they so. they have they have a lot of problems, and I've yeah. been. I mean, I've I I am more probably more vocal on Twitter because I scream at them on Twitter than I am on this show. Because I mean, if you've followed any of my Twitter rants over the past week, and this thing with the GameCube adapters is. I haven't even really spent a lot of time talking about it and my adventures trying to get a GameCube adapter and it's it's complete and other crap that they can't. I didn't even try. And yeah. I that's funny for me to say because I have talked so much on the show about how much I love the GameCube controllers, but I just was like, all right, I'm just going to yeah. get used to the Pro Controller and make myself learn how to use it because I have no idea when I'm going to get to play this with a GameCube controller and maybe I should just move on with my life and get really good at the Pro. Yeah. I mean, I'm angry that I have to spend $20 on it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm angry that I have happiness. to spend 20 I'm angry that I have to spend $20 on it and then I'm more angry that I can't give them my $20 to spend on it. Yeah. Because they don't know I, how many. Unlike to make. you, I'm not angry that I have to spend twenty dollars on it. And, I feel like I already have the controllers, so I don't mind spending twenty bucks. But you know, Steve's just angry that he has to spend money this week. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah. Yeah. We've switched places this week. That's it. I know. That's it. It's probably because he's spent spent so much on a turkey. I'm complete. I was completely ready to spend all the money that exists on smash i signed up for this i was like all right whatever you want me to do i'm on board i'm ready and i'm just waiting for the opportunity to give them my money i'm being patient i got the pro controller for smash i'm i'm You're good spend it i'm all. enjoying it they're You've paying me back by you. giving me a game that i'm really enjoying so well, I'm okay, not, okay you could always just spend mario coins Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. So we really quickly, because ba- Maddie has to go bake a pie. No, um, I don't. <laughs> I mean, so, I do, I you but do. I'm not yeah. in okay, Why, I was like, why don't we talk pie? about what we're playing really quickly? And Georgia, will let you start because you didn't get to talk much. Well, that's that's funny. I actually have – I'm away, so I don't have my computer. And <gasps> I yeah. – <laughs> I love when you do She's that. recording on the holodeck right I now. I know. I'm recording on my, my, my little chair. Um, so yeah, I'm in a, I'm on a couch downstairs, like in a cave. And, um, so I haven't played anything. What I have done though, is I've been helping other people pass levels in Candy Crush and showing people (laughs) Monument Valley and like, uh, showing other people games and talking about games with everyone that's here. So that I have been doing, but no, I haven't played any new games. I got all your tweets, Steve, about like, you know, what I should get. And I can't actually. Oh, what is that game? Like Super Panda Adventures. It's on sale in the Steam sale right now. We're going to make we're going to make Georgia play that. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. I will do that. Sorry, Brie. Can can you give me a So Delicious? Yes, of course I can. That that I actually have still been playing. So like when when I'm with people, I don't play (laughs) games, but um, I I have I have been playing that. I don't know. I find when I travel, I yeah. I love that it sounds like a magical cove in a forest where you enter and there's like a bunch of fairies hopping around being like, have some soda. Like, that's what I picture yeah. that this game is. His, his voice is alone. creepy, though. 
It's like so everything about the game is creepy, Georgia. <laughs> so, it's a it's a good game. Actually, it's a good game. If it's you like Candy game. Crush, it's, it's actually a, great game. a good yeah. game. Yeah. But the voice is creepy. Like I turn it, I don't play it with the sound on because everyone knows that I'm playing a game. So, but his voice is a little creepy. All right. I I don't understand. Like when I travel, um, I always get a lot of my portable gaming done. Like I grind a lot in Pokemon. Are you not? I mean, do you not? Like I just you know, pl- Frank drive. Yeah. I'll I'll play like like um, on my phone. So I was playing uh, So Delicious. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, Soda you Candy. Are. I was I was doing that, but I wasn't playing anything new, which I like to do for the for the show and and for you know just for myself. It's my great excuse of why I can. But I didn't actually download any games while I was traveling, so I was just playing, you know, Candy Crush Soda the entire time. Cool. Cool. <laughs> all right. So, Bree, you want to tell us about Persona Q? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'm going to – we can link to this in the show notes, but here, let me show you guys this. Uh, this is – Oh, I'll show it to you. Did you guys see my tweet with my giant battery for yes. <laughs> my 3DS? Yeah, I didn't I even know they sold Did you those. guys see that? So, <laughs> yeah. So an isometric listener was nice enough to, um, yeah, after I lost my 3DS this year, they sold me uh, their, their Nintendo 3DS at a very, very discounted amount of money, which I was very thankful for. But, um, you know, the problem is the more I played it, the more I found out the the battery was shot, uh, you know, because it's like an original 3DS model. So I, I, I tried to find a replacement battery online. <laughs> and here, I just posted the link for it. Like, you can see how thick it makes my 3DS now. <laughs> like, it's, it's twice as thick as it used to be. That's not so, that's going to be harder to fit in your pocket. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went and bought yet another battery, and now we're up at the cost it would have cost me to just buy a new 3DS <laughs> oh, no. in the first place. So, God. yeah, Steve, I'm I'm probably going to get rid of this once they release the new new 3DS. Okay. And, you know, if your kids want, uh, you know, an extra 3DS. I'll yeah, just... maybe. Maureen's, been, Maureen's actually been talking about wanting to have one herself to be able to play Pokemon. So Cool, cool. Well, okay. We'll figure something out. Cool. Um, so I got Persona Q, um, you know, over at Polygon. Megan uh, had a really, really excellent review of it. She she gave it a nine. Um, I have to say I've only played about three, four hours of it so far. But it's my opinion. It's not a nine. It's not even close to a nine. Maybe maybe it gets better. But I feel like. I feel like with some of these Pokemon, I, I'm sorry, we talk so much about Pokemon. <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> right, right. With so much of these, uh, many of these, you know, Persona expansions, it it almost feels like fanfic in a way because you have these characters that you you know and love, but they're just like adding these new story arcs to them, and it, it's not in a way it really lets the characters grow. Or, or have a character arc. It's like just new side stories with these characters. I certainly felt that way with the, the Persona fighting game. But at least with that, it was a really mechanically solid fighting game. So the new Persona is... First, you have a very chibi style for all the characters. And you're walking around... Like, the exploration part is... It's first person, like, wizardry. Like, on a, on a grid, you press mean? up. Uh, it means very childlike, oh, cute yeah. anime okay. style. So they they altered all the the characters to look like um, 
Like when they have the real the really big eyes and the big head and the small yeah, body yeah, type okay. of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a it's a low poly three D style. Uh, but what's what's flat out disturbing is the combat now looks just like Fantasy Star. So you're like looking at the characters head on, the enemies head on, and you go and attack them. And it's just maybe there's depth to it that I'm not getting yet, but. I don't know. It just it feels very by the numbers so far. And I, I think my central frustration is I realize that like Atlas has realized that fans will pay for more persona content. So they're expanding that franchise. But I kind of want them to go and develop new characters. Um, you know, like Persona 5 when it comes out is going to be all about characters that feel chained and limited by their their roles that they're assigned to in society so it's got like kind of a an overarching narrative point that they're trying to make with the the franchise and that feels fresh and new and significant to kind of get these same stories with Rise and you all over again it just feels like treading the same ground and as much as i love those characters i kind of want new experiences does does that make sense to you guys yeah yeah uh, I'm also playing a lot of Far Cry 4. So, <laughs> Awesome. Is it yeah. getting any more fun, Far Cry 4, or still no. same? No. So, yeah, I can... I'd You're like just kind of forcing your, a way little through, bit. forcing your way through yeah, it. You still like I, it mechanically. I, I love Far Cry. There is a thrill to upgrading your guns. And, like, the reason I was up until, you know, 3.30 last night is... I was trying to do a bunch of convoy escort missions so I get a sniper rifle upgrade because the fun of the game is like when you're trying to take over an outpost. So you're like, you go all around it and you scout it out with your binoculars and you locate all the enemies and then you, you'll you slowly wait for each enemy to distance themselves from the group and then you, you shoot them with the sniper rifle and like, you know, kill them dead and you go drag their body away and you just pick these people off one by one like you're a predator and I love that gameplay. That it's a like lot fun. of fun. Yeah. It is, I like it that is, kind of but well. it, yeah, well, you would, Georgia, because you're a killer. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, but it's the game types and activities that they have. Again, there's very little innovation with it. So, like, you have assassination missions with this game, and it's just like taking over an outpost. Or you have Outpost Master, which is just like conquer the same outpost over and over again. Or, like, Fashion Week missions, where you have to go, like, hunt a rare animal so this um stereotype of a character like creates new upgrades for you um and it's just it's the same thing and and what is most disturbing about far cry 4 is maddie i know you're very critical about the the plot of far cry 3 but they got rid of trying to say anything whatsoever in far cry 4 and your Mm. character is just a pair of arms and that's it well that's not a great way to fix that problem yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if a story is has some problematic elements i guess one way to quote unquote fix it is to make it not have a story at all anymore yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> much really depressing all right I mean, rj golly has nothing could have hired and, a yeah. different writer to write a story that was good yeah it's too difficult yeah yeah <laughs> okay yeah. well too bad too bad for them that's so, that's a real shame yeah so maddie have you been playing anything else this week uh I, I've still been playing a lot of Dragon Age. Uh, I know we already talked about that last week, but 
I'm still really enjoying it. And I, yeah, so I've pretty much been playing a ton of video games this week, but it's only been all those different Smash games that I was talking about because I got Project M and then also Dragon Age. So, yeah, I gamed a lot. I just didn't play any new games. Okay. Um, I have a game. George, I have a game for you for your drive back. Ooh. I discovered Crossy Road this week. I keep hearing about this. Crossy what is Road. this? So friend of the show, Jonathan Mann, did a song about it over the weekend. So it's a free-to-play game. I think the developers did another game called Forget Me Not, which I had, and I didn't realize that this was How from the same How do you spell people. it, Steve? It's C-R-O-S-S-Y Road. Okay. So it's basically Endless Frogger. <gasps> I loved Frogger. And so it's like really like voxel based. It's like, a, you know, an isometric view. And you have a character. It starts out with a chicken, and then you just try oh, to cross no, the, the road. The chicken's crossing the road. We get the finally. We get the answer to the joke. Yeah. Well, no, because the the chicken never <laughs> finishes crossing the road. But so oh, it's that, sad. and and it's free to play. But I really like the way that they implemented it because they don't they don't give you any power ups. What they do is the only things that you can buy in the game are extra characters that are all the same except for cosmetically. So and there's a ton of them. There's like a uh. penguin and it turns the it turns everything to ice and there's like a an alien and then cows get abducted as you're going by. And why did the cr- cow cross the road? It was stapled to the chicken. We got these. I got this. <laughs> I'm downloading wow, it already. Georgia. Yeah. So it's and so they give you they like they'll they'll ask you to watch a video to get coins. They'll give you coins every so often. You can buy coins, but they never. Oh, the icon is adorable. Yeah, everything is is completely um, voluntary. So I really like the way that it's implemented, and it's a fun game. So that's what I've been playing in between everything else this week. Oh, I've already downloaded it. It's adorable. The chicken's adorable looking. I I don't know, Steve. I think <laughs> I, you have to you have to provide value for the consumers, and that might be better for you as a consumer to not feel like you have to spend any money on something. But but I want I want to spend money to support this. Is the difference. And that there are so yeah. many characters that if you do want, like, they'll give you free characters every so often. If you want particular characters, then you need to buy them. I mean, I'll, I'll okay. see. It's, it's an interesting experiment. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. I mean, it's a simple game. I don't mind throwing them a couple of dollars for something like this. You know what I mean? Steve, I find the movement yeah, arcane, yeah. though. My yeah, it's a little chicken bit. is is is... It, it takes a little bit of getting used to. It took me about a half an hour to get into it, and then I got hooked. Okay, so. cool. Yeah. This chicken, this poor chicken. So it's just yeah, I'm moving him back and forward in the same spot. He's he's getting very dizzy. No, you just have to go forward. I know. I'm trying to turn him sideways. Oh, I'm turning too yeah, far. You, just, you have to swipe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my technical skill is too low. I'm sorry, Steve. I might be failing you on this. <laughs> yeah, this game is way too hard. It sounds yeah. really it's hard. very it's very hardcore. You just gonna have to go back to Dragon Age. <laughs> I mean, Frogger's pretty hardcore. I don't know. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> There's a car. OK, I made it. So anyway, but I mean, they are making money because you can um, you can watch ads every so often to get coins and or you can it prompts you to buy stuff. And but I never feel like it's taking advantage of me is the difference. You know what I mean? Like with something like Candy Crush where, oh, yeah, it would be uh, great if you could just get an extra life to be able to finish this level that we may or may not be giving you the the stuff that you need to finish it. But this seems more fair. I got 100 coins. Yeah. And it's got a really cute, like, uh, you know, gumball machine where they give out the characters and stuff like that. It's cute. I, I liked it. And I got a gumball machine That sounds thing. so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should probably get going because Maddie has to bake her cake and I have to go make some stuffing. It's so. not a cake, Steve. Oh, it's a pie. 
Maybe you can make an apple cake. That would be good, too. It would be good, but that is not what I have agreed to make, and it's not what I have ingredients for. So okay. it's oh. got to be an apple raspberry oh. pie. There. Ooh, apple got raspberry. No choice. All right. Does sound good. So uh, we just want to take a minute to thank everybody who tweeted about the show, and a lot of people did, and we really super do appreciate it because it's really helping us uh, reach a bigger audience. So we want yeah. to thank uh, The Big Bag Wolf, Thane1982, Relashi, DeBear, Bear in a Teacup, uh, Brent McMuffin, Tim Allman, Charles A. Tan, Todd E. Dillard, Lisebator87, Kaylin Ellis, Matt Schneider, Three-Headed Jester, James Le- James Clark the Three, uh, Mr. Mady72, The Game Critique, David T. Muth, A- ATLDS, Cavmac, Bill Penna, uh, Cot Craig, Tamara Mitchell, Tautsu, Livio de la Cruz, wow. V. Absurda. Um, <laughs> this is Ro- getting absurd, Steve. <laughs> Robert, G., Robert G., Yaakov H., uh, David Cameron, and Bull Slayer. So thank you to all of you guys. How many people is that? How many people is uh, that? That would be 30, 30 people who tweeted about the show. <laughs> no, no, no. This week. keep on tweeting. Keep on tweeting. Thank you. I mean, yeah, keep thank doing you, it. all 30. Yeah. yeah. Next yeah, week, yeah, yeah. I want there to be 100 names. Oh, that would be awesome. Get your friends yes. to tweet about the show, even if yeah. they haven't seen the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they should. I want to see if we can make Steve winded by I mean, the end. All of your friends yeah. should be downloading the I show. Want, so I want the show will just be me reciting Twitter names from yeah, now yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, That'll that's be the it. goal. That was actually the end goal. Yeah. Is that eventually the entire <laughs> show will just be us reading your Twitter handles. I want so many people to tweet about us. We dedicate a whole isometric special about it. That would be great. Yeah. Can, I, can I give a special shout out to Brand McMuffin who has, man, is it is so nice to have dedicated fans. Yes. But he went above and beyond is as it a far guy? as she, he. I, I think it's a guy. I could be mistaken. It's definitely um, a, a muffin. From the email. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, they went above and beyond with, um, you know, writing the Revolution 60 Wikipedia. And I know they're expanding my Wikipedia page. And I just like this is someone that went through the Revolution 60 script and like is going through and finding all the Metal Gear Solid references. <laughs> and it's like documenting them. Aww. And that is just to That's have hardcore. that level yeah. of fan. It, it just, you know. I never want to be the kind of public figure that doesn't take every single person that that cares about the work I do, like with a very deep sense of appreciation. And yeah. I just want to say, like, I really personally appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah. And and from all of us and, and also everybody who left us reviews on iTunes this week, uh, we got a, few, a couple of great ones. And that really helps the show out, too. So please keep doing yeah. that. If you haven't really already rated and reviewed the show, it helps us out a ton and we really do appreciate it we love uh, to read them they're so we do. fun yeah. we read all of them and we all enjoy them so yeah. yeah as always you can find the show notes for this show and every show at 5x5.tv slash isometric or isometricshow.com uh, you can email the show again please do send in your clips of what your favorite moments were for the clip show to feedback at isometricshow.com and of course you can follow us all on twitter I am at Wicked Good Bree where can people find you? You can follow the trail of blood to the outskirts of Boston where I will be collapsed on the ground and Maddie Myers will be sitting there with the Wii U Pro Controller high above her head with the, with the victory yell. So that's where you will find me. Or on Twitter. Or on Twitter. It's my Like, I really mean this. Today is Thanksgiving and yeah. it is not an exaggeration to say the last three months of my life have been the hardest ever. 
I mean, I've been under a tremendous amount of stress and public obloquy, and I've had people going after my reputation and spreading lies about me, and I've had, like, more harassment than any human should have to go through. But I'm so thankful today on Thanksgiving for all the love and support that I've gotten over the last three months, and for every person that's written me, you know, hate mail or, you know, has told me that they hate me. I've had more people step up and say they believe in me and the work I'm doing. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for, for all the people that have given me love and support for the last three months. So I, I really want to let all of you guys know, I, I deeply appreciate that. Aww. Aww. Mm. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, and <laughs> sorry. Yeah, uh, didn't mean to get all serious. No, you know, I mean, and, and I think we appreciate yeah. we we're really thankful to everybody for listening too. Because yeah. I mean, we started yeah. this show like eight months ago, and I don't think any of us expected it was going to go where it was. Not even it a little yeah. bit. I like this is uh, it's so amazing, and the people that yeah. have supported us are really some of the coolest people yeah. and sweetest people that I've ever met. So Aww. thank you yeah. so much for for making this show what it is. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I'm thankful that the show is where it is, and I'm really glad that I got to meet you guys because I don't yeah, think people too. realize oh. that before the show existed, we didn't know each other really. Like, no. Bree was friends with all of us, and she set it up, and now we're all friends for real, and that's so cool. So, yeah. We owe it to you, Bree, in a lot of ways. Yeah, this show oh. has been a really awesome thing for me personally in, like, mm-hmm. all kinds of different ways, and I wouldn't have met you guys if not for this show, so I'm really thankful for that too oh you complete me oh she gone (laughs) thanksgiving anyway my twitter handle is samus clone and i'm gonna be charging my charge beam (laughs) you're gonna be you're gonna be destroying people on (laughs) all weekend and having a whole bunch of turkey georgia what's your twitter handle at georgia underscore dow so cool. thank you, as always, especially today on Thanksgiving, for listening. And uh, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Yeah.